Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to The Big Payoff. This is Rachel Bellow. And I'm Suzanne Mushin. This is a new conversation about business. We tackle all the personal stuff that really matters to you at work. I'm ready. Are you ready? ready? Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's go. So, Rachel, today is the third in our four-part series about women and money. And this really came about because we did a show with Michelle Smith, who is the founder of Source Financial. And the show, honestly, has already changed my life. Don't you agree with that? I, I, I have not stopped thinking about all the issues surrounding money since that show. And we were just naturals together. So we figured, why don't we create a series? And here we are. And here we are. So we decided to ask Michelle and her business partner, Amanda Steinberg, who's the founder of Daily Worth, to do this series with us on women and money. And once we got into it, the topics are just endless. I mean, we've already done three, two shows that I hope you've already listened to. And this show, we're asking a really important question. Suzanne, the question we are asking is, what happens to relationships when the woman in the couple is the breadwinner? Because shit happens. And don't deny it. You know it. If you've experienced it, you have friends where this happens. And by the way, we're assuming for the sake of this show that this is a heterosexual couple. Um, in same-sex couples, I'm sure there's a whole lot of money complexity. We're just not equipped, or I'm not. I should speak for myself. I'm not equipped to talk about that, Suzanne. Maybe you are. Um, I'm not. Okay. But when woman in a heterosexual couple is the breadwinner, even for a little bit of time. Oh, it changes everything. It changes everything. And this is one of the more important topics for you to think about because it's not just about money. This is about sex. It's about power. It's about love. It's about marriage. And if you're not ready to take this issue on and really think about it, it can really fuck up your relationship. You remember that commercial that was, this is what, when, when we, the title of the show, I think is like, when, who brings home the bacon, right? Or when the woman bring home, brings home the bacon. The minute I heard that, I flashed on this commercial, oh, yeah. which I, I can't believe when I found out that it was actually 1980. That tells you. Oh, the Anjali? Is that what it was called? Anjali. It was a perfume commercial yeah. that had a woman 
in a, in a negligee, in a negligee, talking, yeah. doing this it's basically burlesque about I uh, bring home the ba- no, not yeah, I bring. Right. No, she brings home yeah. the baby and I fry it up. In a <laughs> and pan. it was like it was basically a penis in a frying pan. Yeah, holding on to a wad of cash. By the yeah. way, in her other hand. Yeah, and then but the, here's the key line. And I'll never ever let you forget you're the man. Well, oh, wow! Well, and we will do a whole show. Commercial. We could do a whole show on you that. Know, our, our producer here, our engineer producer, says that he had his first sexual fantasies to that. We've just commercial. we've just completely outed mm-hmm. him on something he was sharing with mm-hmm. us very privately. And if he's having his first masturbation fantasy to that commercial, you can imagine how that's like value processing for the rest of your life. It's like right. If the woman brings home the bacon, she better not tell the man because it will threaten his sense of power and masculinity in the couple. So we have asked Amanda and Michelle, who both have such incredible expertise. I mean, this is what I love about Michelle and Amanda is that they're not just funny and smart and great on a podcast. Their expertise goes so deep and they have so much to say about this. So we're going to bring them into the studio where we're going to have this conversation, really have this conversation. And let's get it all out on the table. What does this mean for your relationship? What does this mean for your own sense of self-worth? How do you handle yourself in a relationship? And importantly, how does your man? So we'll be back talking with Amanda Steinberg and Michelle Smith of Worth Financial Management in just a moment. Because I'm a woman. I can bring home a bacon. Fry it up in a pan. And never let you forget you. The eight-hour perfume for the 24-hour woman. I can work till five o'clock. Come home and read your tickety-tock. Tonight I'm gonna cook for the kids. And if it's loving you, one, I can kiss you and give you the shivering fit. Ajoli, the eight-hour perfume for your 24-hour woman. We're back in the studio, and with us we have Amanda Steinberg and Michelle Smith of Worth Financial Management. So they are already independent rock stars on their own, but now they have this company that they're doing together that's launching in 2016. That's going to rock your world. It's going to change the way we spend and save and just get ready for it. And this is our third show. Um, in our series on women and money. And this is, we've been wanting to do this one from the very beginning. Right, ladies? Yes. Yes. This one came up early. So let's talk about, Rachel, why the stakes are so high. So what we're talking about today is what happens, not just to relationship, but what happens to the head, your head, your man's head, your relationship head, when the woman in the heterosexual couple becomes the breadwinner, is the breadwinner, because it is a very complex thing. And In case you think this is just, you know, frills, this is why it matters to you. It changes everything. First of all, this will happen to you at some point in your life. Don't kid yourself. If it doesn't happen in your life, it sure as shit is going to happen in your kid's life. And it changes everything. Sex, power, love, marriage. If you're not ready to take this on, then it will tank your relationship one way or the other. So let's get started with people who actually know what they're talking about. Uh, oh, did you want, was that a cue for me to pipe in? No, it was a cue for Amanda <laughs> and Michelle. Um, <clears throat> I'll admit, I have incredibly complicated feelings about this, and I'm sure I'm not alone. Um, and I'm just hoping that this show is going to cure me. So talk to, us, talk to us about why this topic is such 
a big theme right now. And is it is right now even appropriate to say, or has this been an issue for a long time? No, I think it's really relevant right now. I mean, it's, so I think it's helpful to just look at very recent historical um, context. So before the birth control pill, you know, women were even living shorter lives, and we were basically pregnant all the time. We couldn't work a lot. So it became a very convenient social construction that the man was the provider and the woman was the nurturer. But <clears throat> somewhere along the way, we decided that was just fact. And for whatever reason, a reason I can't totally understand, but apparently a lot of people want to be normal and fit into society as a way of feeling desirable and accepted in relationships. I'm making broad sweeping generalizations here. But as a result of that, you know, there, there is a convenient way when uh, power structures are predefined because it gives us a formula for how to relate to each other. Otherwise, you might think it could be chaos. Yeah, and Amanda, let's just remember that it isn't just some abstraction. We're given messages as very early that says if you don't fit in, you lose love, right? And Mich- Michelle reminds us a lot about these early messages she has on an earlier show that was great. Yeah, I mean, if you think about, you guys know by now what I always say is observe your reflexes and your behavior, right? And so I am often the one that makes more money in the relationship. And I have to myself watch how I don't want to turn in, I don't want my behavior to change when I feel him being threatened. I don't want my own truth and my own internal power that I've worked really hard to build and get on my two feet in a man's world on Wall Street. I have to watch my own inclination. We've talked about this, Suzanne. After a powerful moment, or if I'm on this podcast or a TV show, and I get accolades from him and other people, I have to watch my immediate gut is to go into change my behavior, not even take care of him, little girl. Yeah. I revert back to powerless on some level to make him feel better about him. I am so conscious of that. I am too. And, it happens and all it, the time. I think that it's important because this show, as we said, is about money. But it's not about money. It's about the dynamic of power and that sense of self-worth. So what, what do women today do? And when I mean that in, in the real sense. So if they find themselves in a situation where they are, in fact, the breadwinner, how do you create the right dynamic in your marriage? You have to have honest conversations here with yourself first, right? And so I always say, don't necessarily know what the new behavior is, but stop the old one and notice either the shakiness or the fear or the anger or whatever is coming up. Have the conversation, right? So I still like my boyfriend to pay for dinner when I'm out. Listen, when I, I go out on a date on that but certainly on the first date, I absolutely am repelled when he expects either me to pay or says, "Can we split this?" See, it, I think I, that's a generational thing. I don't have that at yeah, all. I, and I was I'm just al- always ask the one paying that. because I've always been the breadwinner. And if they and if that's uncomfortable, then our relationship is probably going to be uncomfortable. So uh, let's let me ask you that directly, Amanda. Do you think these are the the last gasps of a generational construct, or do do we really believe? Because you're a little older than millennial. You're not technically a millennial. I'm right on the border. Okay, you're a borderline. Yes, Um, I am. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) No comment. Um, So you you, you're saying that actually this is a disappearing. 
phenomenon that that the breadwinner when the woman's a breadwinner in a millennial couple that will no longer be the the problem in in what i am observing of millennials and even college kids today and even high school kids today is that gender itself is becoming a lot more fluid and that they're watching everything that's going on and they're no longer adopting gender expectations and that everything is becoming a negotiation not as for some i'm sure that's stressful and for others it's just normal but everything from sexuality to you know earning as far as what I am observing is is becoming a lot more fluid. But see, the fact that it's becoming a negotiation, right, is it the communicating is key here. And so for women who are not, who are post-millennial, who are baby boomers who are listening to the show and who are the breadwinners, we still have to internally grapple with this. And we have to be really true to what we're feeling and seeing in the moment. I wonder, so there was a whole narrative around um, Sheryl Sandberg, right, when she wrote Lean In, and then she talked about her husband, who unfortunately has passed away since, but she really dove into that dynamic, because it was so obvious to everyone that she has to be the breadwinner, no matter how successful he is. And she said, there's something sexy about him when he's doing the laundry. Do you remember that whole thing? And I remember being repelled by that. So I'm wondering for Michelle and Amanda, is that my shit? Like, is that me feeling like, ugh, I don't want my man doing the laundry. That doesn't turn me on. Well, or is there data? I, I'm not this? that. I'm not. I'm not being that. repelled is a good way to <laughs> it's start a pretty with. Good it's indicator. probably an extreme reaction, right? If you're repelled by something, it's usually usually your shit. It's, right? it's fear. So, it's fear. That's what repulsion technically is. So, Amanda, I'm just going to ask you directly again. You're saying that when you're in a couple with a man, I'm not necessarily saying now, but whenever, and you are the breadwinner and he is the stay-at-home whatever, that does not trigger you in any way. That feels good and fine and as it should be. In my previous marriage and in my current relationship, I'm divorced and repartnered, I have just because I've always been so ambitious since I was like four years old, I knew I was going to be a mogul of some form, uh, that I've never fallen in love with men specifically because of their earning power. And whether or not their own self-worth was rooted in their earning capacity ultimately either led to friction or lack thereof um, as a result of being in relationship with me. My current partner, um, he's a very successful college professor and, and journalist, um, and he thinks he's hit the jackpot with me, and he's like, "Great, it's you know, it's uh, you know he, what? He sees all the benefit of it." It's so true, Amanda, that what, what we equate breadwinning with ambition and success, but in fact, that's not Correct. really true. Not- what- Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Is a turnoff for me is the lack of ambition. So let's go straight to the the mom, dad. What, why am I losing the word for it? The dad, the stay-at-home dad. Okay, the stay-at-home dad. What really turns me off about that really isn't about money. It's the question of ambition. 
So you're saying that the turnoff for you, the repulsion there is that because they may have had an agreement that because she needs to go, she has the better earnings power, that somehow he's diminished, his power is diminished in your head. You're repulsed by a traditional role being a man doing it. You know, to be honest, yeah. I will tell you that if it, just going with that, all repulsion yes. is fear. Yes. My daughter, who's 28, who has a very big job in television, is talking, and she's married to a guy who's in hedge fund. He makes a lot of money. And he, she's talking about, like, she's so fried, so burnt out. She's talking about taking some time off. And I am completely freaking out inside. And she is giving me so much shit. Like, Mom, you know, keep your generational shit to yourself. Because I've earned, through your generation and the one before, the choice to take time off. And what I realize my problem is, is, no, 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 no. Don't get off. Don't get off the wheel. You'll never get back on. And the wheel is outside the family. Well, also, maybe a softer way of, there is a reality to... Anybody, anybody, X or Y chromosome, not getting too far away from your ability to create your own financial independence. That's what this is about. So you don't want anybody to get that far away. It creates dependency. It creates control. It's the same coin, but the other side. One is a head, one is a tail. I agree. And this has been, well, Amanda, we've heard this from you before, too, that you grew up assuming that you were going to be independent. Yes, I was raised by a single mom who made sure of it. You know, if if there was anything she raised me with, it was that. So it was never even negotiable for me, except that I I learned when I was in college that my level, I became a very intense kid as a result, which wasn't always necessarily attractive. So that's why I was joking about the normalcy before, is I did spend my early 20s trying to reshape myself so that I could become quote unquote normal. Um, but it How's didn't, that working it for didn't you? work out well at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was a total disaster. Well, I mean, this would not be this, you know, this is a very big deal. So this whole construct, gen- generational construct, is not going to go into the next one without kicking and screaming. If it were seamless and if it were just a natural evolution, we would not have the following books that are blowing up, okay? The End of Men by Hannah Rosen, The Richer Sex, How the New Majority of Female Breadwinners is Transforming Sex, Love, and Family, When She Makes More, The Truth About Navigating Love and Life for a New Generation of Women. These are just some of the books that are, and we'll give you all the links on our on our when you go and click into the show you'll see all the links the fact is that everybody is talking about the implications for this flip of power on sex divorce so as we wrap as we wrap up i want to know from michelle and amanda lessons for your daughters air quotes so with the rising generation amanda you have a daughter Michelle, you have a son, but you can still think about the role of a daughter. What are the messages that you give to them about what they should expect from their own future, their own career? For example, Amanda, are you passing on that same lesson to your daughter? Yes, uh, I, I sure about hope being so. independent. Of, I absolutely. Um, and what I'm most interested in is I, I'm on a, a lot of listservs with a lot of very powerful CEO women, and there's still there's this really popular article going around lately about creating a 
Fuck Off Fund, which is a savings fund that basically allows you at any point in time to exit any sort of equation that you are in. But what was interesting is how much everyone gravitated toward this idea of having an escape fund as opposed to being totally responsible for your financial In the first place. Totally, totally revealing. There's still a transitional element here, which is what I'm trying to work on cultivating in younger women, is it's not just about having your safety net, but it's about having a comprehensive understanding. And that's where the power comes in, because then no one can control you. And yes, there are just, there's going to be some men who are threatened by that and aren't attracted to that. And there's going to be, there are plenty of men who love powerful women and are completely fine and secure in that. And it's about being able to dif- differentiate the two and help have, men transition with us as we all figure this I out. I have such a dining room table, everyday life, simple tip, because it's equally as important for our sons to watch our behavior, it's even so more so than daughters. If you are in a household... No matter who makes the money, where dad or the boyfriend is always pulling out the credit card to pay for things in front of children, start pulling out your card. Pay for dinner. Just simple behaviors that you're starting to they're not going to listen to what you say, your kids. They're going to watch you. Pull out your penis, women. Pull it out. It's time. <laughs> you know, the, this fuck-off fund is just a complete adult version of mad money. Remember mad money mm-hmm. on a date? Hide it so that they don't, you know, see that you have it. But just in case the date starts going wrong and he's, you know, slipping you a roofie or something, get your mad money. Oh that God. is amazing. So when we come back, we're going to be telling. In fact, I'm going to ask the two of you to stay and be my therapist because I have a story that I want to share with you that tracks back to one of our previous shows, which is What's Your Money Story? And I just want to play this out and have you tell me what's my money story based on that and how's, how should we teach our children, as Michelle just said, to create a different story around themselves and their money. So we'll be back to The Big Payoff with Rachel and Suzanne and Michelle and Amanda in just a moment. Give it to me, I'm worth it. Welcome back to The Big Payoff. I'm Suzanne. I'm here with Rachel, and I'm also here with Amanda Steinberg and Michelle Smith of Worth Financial and Source Financial and The Daily Worth. That's a lot of worths and financials and money, but just let us say they are the gurus around money, women and money, and we've done this series with them for that reason. So we're talking today about what happens when the woman is the breadwinner in the family. So I want to tell you this story that is burned in my mind. So my mother worked my whole life, but decided that she was only, the way she showed me her power from working was to pay for certain things, not to take out the credit card to pay for the family dinner, but to choose specifically to buy certain things for me. A hundred percent so that they were hers? Yes. So it was clear to me that she had bought me this, but she would control the decisions. So here's my story about my Sedgefield jeans. Back in the day, in the 1970s, there was a pair of jeans called Sedgefields. They were awful, okay? Everybody was wearing Levi's and Lee's. But Jordache. Yeah, Jordache. Jordache would have been better, okay? These were Sedgefields, which were the third or fourth rung down. But my mother, who was very value conscious, thought, why do you need a $27 pair of jeans when you can have a $14 pair of jeans? So there I am in the store with my mother with her wad of money, 
insisting that she pay for the jeans, but if so, then she controls the decisions. Ooh. Okay, I'll stop there. What what do we make of? And I'm not asking you necessarily to analyze my mother, but how do we tell a different story? So okay, so start with this. What what we often forget as humans, just because it's the way our brains work, is that things happen and then we create meaning on top of them. So what you have to start to do in order to understand how this affect you is take separate what actually happened and then how you interpreted that situation and that's going to inform. so i interpreted it as money equals control yep but maybe that's a good message does it know. still mm-hmm. equal control in your adult life no it yes. doesn't well money equals control but not in that way i'm sorry i thought you meant if as a yes of course it does but not in that way i don't see money equaling control over decisions in my household that have to be my way or no way no, simply because the it's reverse, my money. The reverse. That the person does it. Ah, yes. I'm sorry. So you're asking, do I still associate yeah. the person? You're still playing yes. it out. The control. Oh, yes. You're sorry. still playing it out. I'm still playing it out. Ladies Thank you. And gentlemen, I misunderstood. Yes. W- Amanda and Michelle have just earned their therapy fee of $250 for this hour. 400 That is still Michelle playing. Michelle just raised her price. Oh, that's right. 400 an hour. Yeah. That is how I play it out now. That's how you play it out now. So, again, so how do I change that? I, you just, watch yourself. That's yeah. what Michelle keeps saying. Observe hold on, that. Hold on, hold on. So, so you can't change certain things that you have. What you do is by recognizing it gives it less power in the moment. There are just certain behavioral patterns that are, I believe, I don't believe in hardwiring, but they're, they're part of who you are. It's, it's how much they trigger you in the moment. How much choice you have in that moment. I and, call it an emotional reflex. Watch the reflex. Watch the habitual behavior. We've talked about this. That internal feeling and how now it's not okay with you to have this level of control. Remember, so it's people so quickly go to, how do I change it? We all want the quick fix. You change it by just observing the current state of now reaction to it and saying, okay, I'm in a reflex. Go quiet. See that you're in a reflex, and then the answer will come. No, there's no prescription here to solve it. Everybody's different. Slow Everybody's down different. And pay attention. Just, is always I'm in a reflex. Yep. It's no different than like the the doctor with the mallet on the knee. Boop, there it goes. There it goes. Okay, bring it back and just settle your legs down. Love I'm, it. I'm afraid we're out of time now, Suzanne. So. My therapy session is over. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that amazing, by the way? Like, therapists really do, like, cut you off at the minute. Like, I need to learn to do that with clients, too. And we're done. (laughs) So that does it for this show. But we are going to have one more uh, Women in Money episode with Michelle and Amanda. And you're going to be able to find the show on Daily Worth. You can also find it on the ACAST app and a number of other places, including iTunes. But we also want you to sign up for the Daily Worth newsletter at dailyworth.com. And you can find Michelle Smith at Source Financial, which is sourcefa.com. And Worth Financial Management launching this year at worthfm.com. And we'll be back next week to The Big Payoff with Rachel and Suzanne. If you enjoyed today's show and want to hear more from Rachel and Suzanne, you can follow them on Twitter at Big Payoff Radio and like them on Facebook at The Big Payoff. Our theme music comes from Penthouse Suites. Hear more at penthouse, S-W-E-E-T-S dot com. 
Download past episodes and subscribe to The Big Payoff on the ACAST app or at iTunes, and you can always find us online at bigpayoffradio.com.